Welcome to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. Dr. West and his guest experts are about to open your eyes to a whole new perspective on the medical world. Now, here is your host, world-renowned Dr. Jason West. Okay, everyone, welcome to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. In the studio, we have a very special guest and a good friend of mine named Rebecca, who's going to give us some insight about the riding shotgun on cancer and health and and how to eat healthy. It's just a real treat for us. So I'm excited that she's here with us and can give us some first sight insight, not only to our own health, but also what it's like when you have a family member that's diagnosed with something serious. We also wanted to give a shout out to our sponsors, the West Clinic, of course, where I work. We're in this wonderful little railroad town in Pocatello, Idaho. We have patients coming from all over the world to our office, and we absolutely love to serve them. A big shout out to my team there. And also, um, a sponsor, Personalized NX. This is our supplement line that we know and trust and have custom formulated. And we're excited to have them as a sponsor. And then the last thing, you guys, we talked about this in depth last week, but even more this week, we have a special offer for our listeners at our website, americashealer.com. I'm so excited to share with you information there. There is a wonderful assessment and evaluation that you can do looking at your health and being able to customize a specific protocol specifically for you. There's no charge to do the evaluation. And of course, when you're there, you get our book, Why We Get Sick and What to Do About That. That is all on americashealer.com. So when people get sick, we're always looking for a pathway to get better. And one of the things that happens is we have several different delivery systems. We have mind-body healing, we have traditional medicine, allopathic medicine kind of combined, we have complementary, alternative, integrative, functional. There's all these different um, pathways that we can do to help people to literally achieve and maintain optimal health. And I have learned so many things from people that are in the trenches that have been diagnosed with something and then they go and they research it and then they come back and it's not intentional but they are teaching me. And so one of my teachers that I'm excited to to introduce you to is Rebecca. Rebecca started as a business advisor consultant for some web page stuff that we were trying to do and that's how we met and then we started talking and she's been out to Idaho a couple times and then she told me about a book that you wrote. So Rebecca, to start us off, give everybody a little bit of feeling of how you started a health journey and how did you end up writing a book? Like, it's just fascinating to me. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and and thanks for the invitation to be on the show. I'm very excited. And as a side note on books, the Why We Get Sick and What to Do About It is a great book. So I really enjoyed that book. Definitely, for those of you who are listening, go and get a copy of that. But uh, yeah, so... Um, eight years ago, my husband was diagnosed with cancer, and their words just don't describe when you're sitting there across the table from your doctor, and he says, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have cancer. And, you know, the first thing that goes through your mind is, oh my gosh, now what do we do? Um, you know, your, your life flashes before your eyes, and as his wife, of course, then, you know, <laughs> it's, I th- they, they say, and my husband even said, it's probably harder for the caregiver and the loved ones than it is for the person going through the battle itself uh, because you're taking care of them and your family and your future and everything that goes along with that. So we went through that whole process of, of his diagnosis and, and helping him to heal. And we, at that time, went the traditional route. Uh, that's all we really knew that there was available. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because we were at one of the largest cancer hospitals in the world. And I was so excited because I've always been interested in health and um, was excited to get to talk to the dietitian there. Because it's like, okay, here's someone who is trained in cancer therapy and cancer recovery. And they, that the dietitian came in the room and said, well, he can eat whatever he wants as long as it falls within this soft food, you know, post-surgery regimen kind of thing. And it was like, there's got to be something better. Well, it's so fascinating because if you want to know, and this is not a dig on nutritionists and dietitians, but Definitely sometimes not. they get caught up in, 
you know, calories in, calories out, um, and, and nutritional exchanges. And, and I've told people, if you want to kind of know what traditional nutrition or dietitians is like, you get on an airplane or you go to the hospital. Right. right? And that's not always known as the most gourmet type foods. And I know that there is some wonderful dietitians out there. I've met some of them that have really said, look, we learned how to count calories. We learned how to look at, you know, the protein composition and, and you know, the, the different types of food combining in school. But then they have really added a lot to this. But your experience is not surprising. Yes, which is, it was disappointing to say the least, but I, it was one of those things where I grew up on a farm and was very blessed that when I, in my upbringing, we raised a lot of our own food. There was a lot of the, the gardening and fresh fruits and vegetables and all those kind of things. So I was kind of raised on that anyway. So you have that natural inclination to go towards the way you were raised. And, but what I did then is I, I went deep into researching. Um, I actually went to scripture personally, cause you know, we're a very spiritual family and I went to scripture to look for what are the best guidelines there on how to get your body healthy. And that's where the, the, the book came about was, was looking at how to support the body and healing. What was interesting is I, I studied the science behind what scripture said and found some really interesting things like, you know, food combining and um, wheat, big example there is that, you know, th the wheat of ancient times is not the wheat of modern no, times. It's, it's significantly different. Not even the same structure. It's like the ancient wheat was 14 chromosomes. Modern wheat is 46 chromosomes, I believe. Uh, if I remember correctly, so it was like, well, it's no wonder then that we have so many people that have gluten intolerance and problems with consuming wheat. It's not even the same food. Right. And so when they say in the scriptures, you know, uh, wheat is the staff of life and some other things, uh, I think I'm not saying that the scriptures are outdated, but that was, again, 14 chromosomes versus 46 chromosomes. And they didn't have the food engineering where we're mixing wheat with goat grass to make it so that you don't need as much water and that's where we get gluten sensitivity like all of that wasn't in biblical wheat exactly but you know the interesting thing you can still buy biblical wheat there, it's available on the market it's called einkorn it's ancient wheat e-i-n-k-o-r-n and what's interesting is like even for me my husband and our family when we switched to einkorn you don't get the inflammation you don't get that you know, digestive upset, all of those kind of things that come along with wheat. So that's just one of many examples of how food has changed over the years and how much that makes a difference when you're trying to support a chronic problem. Do you notice a difference in taste? Actually, I think it tastes better. Okay. It's a, it's a richer, deeper flavor. It's, it's wheat. It still tastes like wheat, but it's just like nuttier and it's much more filling. Okay. You know, like you can have a sandwich with, and you can easily sometimes <laughs> have two or three or French toast in the morning and you have several because your, your body's still saying I'm hungry because it's not getting nutrients. And interestingly enough, your, your modern wheat is, or um, ancient wheat, especially if it's sprouted and sourdough is it's, it's, incredibly higher in protein as opposed to you know you think of wheat as being carbs and actually older wheat is more um, heavy in proteins and and has healthy fats in it so it's a really neat superfood do you treat it uh, just like normal wheat like you're making bread yeah you can substitute making... with the recipes oh, okay it, it absorbs liquids a little bit differently so sometimes you have to um, adjust your liquids but most of the time I've been able to just substitute one to one now do you need to grind that on your own or can you get it as oh, flour? I buy it as flour okay yeah. all right so you meet with the nutritionist and you say you know my husband has this serious diagnosis and your belief system growing up on a farm you are what you eat you are what you absorb I can't wait to meet with the specialist and the specialist kind of says we'll eat whatever as long mm -hmm. as it's soft I, mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if she exactly said that but that's kind of what I might take is that you can eat and then what pathway does that lead you on yeah so that was that was when i dove deep into researching and came up with the chapters of the book and 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 started really going deep on living foods so uh one of the first things that you know you look at is look at your plate when you're when you're whether it's breakfast lunch or dinner how much of your food is living that's giving you life because you know we're made up of energy right our cells are energy and so if we're eating dead food, it's no wonder then that our cells aren't getting the nutrients and that we're, feeling, it's, we're sick. 
But if you're eating life, now we have, we're eating that energy, we're consuming life, and then it allows the body to, to heal. And I say something similar to patients all the time, that you want to eat food close to the ground. And I always explain to people, like you pull out a carrot out of the ground, mm -hmm. you, you know, wash it off, you eat it, that's really good for you. You take a carrot and you turn it into carrot cake, it's not so good for you. you know, it's, been, it's away from the ground too much. So I love the idea of living foods because if you eat living foods, you are alive. If you eat pre-digested, pre-fabricated, synthetic, you know, stuff like that, it's a chemical. And, and unfortunately, some of those chemical foods taste really good, but they're not good for you. Oh, sure. Sugar, salt, chemicals, yeah. all those things that they put in there to make them taste good. Exactly. So um, you, you start on this pathway. Um, your husband's getting getting treated. You're, you don't have finished the book when you are when you're in the treatment, but you start researching the book. So how long did the book come out after your experience with the nutritionist? It took about two years because I did quite a bit of research, mm -hmm. um, and that was uh, what, implementing a lot of what I learned into our lifestyle. Talking to several doctors, several specialists. Talk to you. Um, had a lot of different things that came up and then and they had given him a very small percentage because it's such a rare the type of cancer he had was very rare and um, that's another thing too when if you're diagnosed with cancer it really bothers me when doctors say oh you have six months or you have nine months or get your affairs together that really bothers me because they don't have a crystal ball they don't know but it puts that in your head and when my mom was diagnosed with cancer they told her she had six months and she passed away almost exactly six months from the time, now, does that mean the, doc the doctor really knew, or does that mean that he put that in her head, and she just accepted that? So, so you know, if you're a loved one and you're facing with a major diagnosis like that, first of all, your doctor doesn't always know everything, and they can't see into your future. So that was a really big thing too. So our doctors had had given him a pretty low percentage, which they get, it was encouraging. They, you know, they were saying, "Oh yeah, you can survive this," but kind of thing. Um, and then every time that we would go back for his follow-up appointments afterward, they were just like, wow, you're like the, you're, you're the rare case. We don't understand what's going on. This is amazing um, because he was doing so well. And he, he had such great numbers and he was um, made it uh, the, through the first year and then the second year and then the third year. And then by the fifth year, they said, well, now we can, instead of MRIs every six months, we can go every year. So, so that was really encouraging when, you know, it's like, okay, we just have to keep paying attention to the lifestyle. And, and I love that, that you, uh, lifestyle incorporating. I have another story of a, of a patient, again, diagnosed with a really serious soft tissue um, thing where I don't want to give away any, you know, privacy problems. But anyway, very, very serious. They, they, it was relatively uncommon. It was pretty rare. Got them to the group together. There was 20 of them. And he said to the, he being the doctor, said to him, we're going to do this experimental trial. And, but just so you guys know, like, the, because of the nature and everything, the cancer, there's probably some of you in this room that aren't going to be here in a year. Wow. And, and so the patient that I started working with him said, okay, I really need to get very health minded outside of the office. And so that was, I'm going to make a commitment and have no, you know, no soda, no sugar, no pre-processed, prefabricated synthetic foods. And then he came to me and I said, okay, we're going to do these vitamin fusion treatments and we want to add some oxidative medicine and we want to do heat deprivation therapy. And, and anyway, what happened was at the end of the year, there he was the only survivor. Wow. So if you do a simple math, one out of 20 is 5% survival. And about a year later, the doctor said to him, we have a new group coming in with the same type of cancer that you have, and we, I want you to come in and give them a dose of hope. And the patient said to him, okay, well, I, if I come in there and do that, I'm going to tell them everything that I did. And that includes healthy diet, positive mental affirmations, prayer, meditation, breathing, good foods, vitamin C infusions, ozone therapy and the doctor said well that stuff really doesn't matter you just really responded really well to our clinical trial and the patient said well I'm the only one still standing out of that and so my takeaway from that and, and I think that the doctor what he what he was saying was 
well, this is what I know and understand. This is how I, I, I would make an explanation of that. And the patient was saying, look, when we go into the infusion center, you know, we had this great big candy area there where because we don't feel like eating and they're like oh eat anything so there was skittles and there wow. was starburst and there was chocolate you know and i'm making a huge thing of i'm not i don't want to to do that so i'm really excited to hear more about this you guys we're getting ready to get into our break this is america's healer show with dr jason west and i'm joined in my office in my studio with my friend, uh, patient, advisor, and everything else, uh, Rebecca. She was Bryden shotgun for a cancer, a cancer diagnosis, not on her, but for her significant other, which turns like, I absolutely know my wife would be the same way. She would turn into a cancer uh, researcher expert overnight. And, and then we heard about this rare case. Well, you know, we're gonna do, we help you make it extended fast our pro prognosis. And then it went one year, two years, five years. Okay, now we can get a little bit of breathing room. We're going to be coming back and talking about what it's like to ride shotgun with someone cancer. And then all of the things that Rebecca and her husband discover, all of the medical options. We're going to talk about surgery. We're going to talk about blood tests and workups. And then we're going to talk about considerations of having a home healing room. I'm excited to talk to you about that. I'm also excited to delve more into your book. So this is the Dr. Jason West Show, um, the America's Healer. Remember that you can go to the website and get our free book, Why We Get Sick and What to Do About It, as well as an evaluation at americashealer.com. And we'll pick you guys right, right after the break. You're listening to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. If you have a question for Dr. West or his guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the America's Healer program the Dr. Jason West, and we're so excited to have someone that's been right in the trenches for several different healthcare concerns, what what happened during the workup, where, th where their options were, including diet, including a home healing room that came a little bit later, and all of these different educational pieces I'm excited about. So Rebecca is in the studio with me. We're going to talk about her journey and her husband's journey. In the first segment, we wanted to give an overview of what it's like in that system to be diagnosed with a cancer diagnosis and so again it wasn't Rebecca it was Rebecca's significant other and then they started in this pathway and then Rebecca discovered some uh, foods and some old wheat with different chromosomes and we mentioned that in the first segment also we wanted to just remind people we reference multiple times where you can get some additional resources at americashealer.com we have a ebook over there called why we get sick and what to do about it as well as a health evaluation that is free that helps us to really custom tailor some things for your health. So I'm gonna come back and pick this up. Rebecca, we were talking about your journey, how you got in, discovered old wheat, how you eventually wrote a book, but uh, we talked about your husband's uh, diagnosis. And so kind of walk us back through what was his initial symptoms and then you go to work up, then you give the diagnosis, like kind of walk us through that part. Yeah, so in his case, um, he started having some pain down his left side, and um, it was kind of a concern. We were a little worried about things like stroke and heart attacks and, you know, those kind of things. As soon as you have pain down your arm, it's always a big thing where it's like, okay, we need to pay attention to this. For sure. Um, so that's where then we went in. It was diagnosed, and that was kind of the beginning of this whole journey. Um, when you are diagnosed, that's always when immediately it's like, all right, now what do we do? And my husband is, is very much about traditional medicine. Let's, let's look at that. His sister's a nurse, and she's been an amazing resource through this whole process. We were very blessed to have a nurse in the family because I think that any time that you have a major diagnosis, it's helpful to have an advocate. And if you don't have one in your family, it's helpful to find one because there's a lot of really great medical advocates out there because you need people to kind of translate to help get you through all of the, the ins and outs of what's going on. To, to be your your sounding board to 
um, interpret some of the things that are going on. I know even in 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 business and in, in things like that that we do, we always say that you only retain about 20% of a presentation when you listen to one, and even more so when you're in talking to a doctor because you're emotional, you are confused, you're overwhelmed, and... And they have a different and language, they too. They really do. They really do. I mean, there's it, it's it's all these different terms that don't make any sense, and you're just wanting to know, just tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I jokingly tell people, it doesn't matter the initials after your name. They take you into this room to make sure, that, you know, if you're a doctor, before they give your diploma, and of course it's a joke, that you have bad handwriting, and <laughs> then you promise to use the biggest words as possible. And so one of the, matter of fact, a a great story that I have about that is a patient had um, a suspected, you know, problem in her spine. They got an x-ray and in the x-ray report, the the doctor said under the impressions, um, unremarkable. And the patient was like, I can't believe that he would say that about me. Unremarkable, like I have personality plus. And I, I said to her, no, no, this is the terminology that says there's nothing to see like this is a good term it has nothing to do with you or your personality it's that there's nothing to talk about nothing medical yeah nothing medical (laughs) and oh oh okay well now i've been mad at that doctor for months and so but there there is that language where they you know we describe everything you know in anatomical terms and latin language and and we use a lot of you know abbreviations and acronyms and everything else and and seemingly without meaningful. I mean, we do it in our office and we make a conscious effort not to do it and we're still doing, oh, we need to do, you know, uh, 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 anyway, there's a bunch of different terms over there. So you're lucky you have a sister-in-law that's a nurse that's uh, your advocate that's help explaining things. And so you go into the, into the workup and the doctor says, we found something and, and what happens? Yeah, so in our case, uh, they recommended surgery and, and proton radiation. He wasn't a chemo candidate. Um, it's always nice, too, to explore all the options. That's where um, recently his cancer has returned. It's been eight years, and so that's why we're here seeing Dr. Jason. Because back when he was diagnosed the first time, we, we didn't um, have access to the resources that we do here, which is amazing. So... It's so encouraging to be able to take it from a two-pronged approach this time, where we're getting the treatments that are that you recommend, as well as looking at the the traditional approach. It's like coming at it from both sides. Uh, so that really makes a big difference, I believe, is that that when you have options to be able to explore all those options, and and um, attack it. Like I I even say as as my husband's caregiver support i'm a warrior standing next to him to be able to protect him in battle because he is he's going through battle he's figuring mentally physically spiritually everything he's walking into battle and that's my job as his his spouse his support to be that warrior standing next to him for sure and um what a blessing that he has a fan just uh, just looking at that pathway so you you uh, go around you get the initial thing he's got some left-sided um, symptoms, we rule, you rule out stroke. He, uh, they discover, a, you know, a space occupying lesion. We're going to do this specific therapy, and uh, and you think you got it. Like five years, you're like, oh great, you know, we're home free. Like we're we we've got it. And then what happens the second go around? Second go around, I think hit a little harder than the first one. So the first one was a shock, and it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? The second time was like, okay, we survived the first one, but now we knew. Now we know what to expect because it's kind of like, okay, we've been through it once before. It's almost sometimes harder because now it's like, okay, well, we beat it once. What are the odds that we can do it again? Um, but it's, it's also then just, again, we actually, in some ways it's harder, but in some ways it's easier because we've been through it before, but also because we're so much smarter Right. because I've done the research. I have more resources. We know more people. We're older and wiser, so to speak. <laughs> right. So, so you start your husband down the pathway. You're the, you're the war, two warriors. One warrior with the diagnosis. One warrior as the support structure, and and you're looking at things of saying, okay, we're going to do, you know, what we've been doing, which is eating food close to the ground, natural, alive foods, and we're adding. And I think that you have this on the first go around, but I just I want people to hear it again. 
you've always been really faith-based. Like you've had, you know, you have a connection and, and, and you do your worship and your prayer and your meditation. And that's a component. It is. It's the mind-spiritual component. It's also the balance. It's finding balance in your in your whole life, in every area of your life. And I tell people when we do our workups, um, it's so important to believe in something. Matter of fact, one of the roughest patient outcomes that I have is I had a patient that came from back east um, over 2,000 miles to the office, and she came in and she had a, a very serious uh, diagnosis, an autoimmune, it was not cancer. And, and when I went in to do the workup, I, you know, we, we went through the get to know you questions, then we go through the medical questions. And I said to her, um, okay, so tell me about your, why are you here? Like, what are your expectations? And she said, look, you know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe that there's a purpose. I don't believe that you can help me. I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe. Mm. And I said, well, I need to know why you're here. And she said, well, because I've heard from, you know, my aunt's cousin, they had a really good experience here. And, and I thought I'd give a shot, but there's nothing that you're going to be able to do for me. I, you're my 27th doctor. Oh my. And I said to her, um, well, you know, this is going to be a pretty short process because I think you need to go home. And she said, what, what do you mean? What are you going to do? And I said, well, if you don't have a, a starting belief system, I, I don't really have things to help you. And it's not because you have to believe in what I do. I don't, I don't, I have a lot of people that come that are out of hope and out of options and they're cautiously skeptic. I'm like, you don't have to believe that but I do want you to believe in something that we can build on. And so I love the fact that, that uh, the, the mind-body component, the spiritual component, the faith component has been a factor. And so tell me about, um, you know, you do the traditional treatments, which uh, was surgery and, and proton beam radiation. Mm -hmm. And then you get, uh, you go through it the first time with your husband and we're like, hey, we're gonna put you back together. And that is, the, the healthy foods and and you kind of developed a little bit of a medical room that I'm excited for you to share people about but also in between the first time and the second time you're doing research and what do you discover yeah I, I discovered so many things like you know I, I was on an airplane with a guy because I travel and the guy sitting next to me was like in his 80s but he looked like he was in his 50s and so it's like I what tell me what's your secret mm -hmm. I mean seriously because I mean and he chatted a little bit with me, but he said, okay, I'm going to tell it to you in, in one simple sentence. Make health your hobby. So he said, you know, think about it. Your hobbies are something you do for fun. You look forward to doing them. You have a different mindset about them. And if, if you have health as your hobby, then it's not a chore. It's not, a, a oh, I have to change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's something you do because it improves your life. Absolutely. I, I love it. So he, he gave you that advice. Did he give you any other nuggets? There were a couple things he talked about, of course, you know, the make sure it's living foods that we talked about. He said, eat the rainbow. You know, right. that's a big thing when we come to, with foods. It's, um, and this is the part I personally struggle with the most. It's, it's relaxing, <laughs> you know, controlling your stress because stress is always the, the biggest challenge. And then especially as a caregiver, that becomes one of the hardest things because all of the responsibilities and the what ifs and stress by, by definition is a sense of lack of control. And what is cancer but something that you just really don't feel like you have any control over so uh, those are some of the things that i continue to work on both in myself and trying to support my husband is of course control the stress what about um any other things do you learn about um what where did you start learning about vitamin c and oxidative medicines and and ultraviolet therapy was that through our association or did you discover some of that before most of that started with you. The ozone therapy was from you. Um, the vitamin C therapy definitely with with you, and and that's where um, I, I, like you were talking about earlier, we created a, a health room in the house. So essentially, right. we took a an old what used to be my son's room when he moved out, went to college. We turned that into what I, what I finally call, started calling my spa room. Mm -hmm. And then we moved it into a health room. So essentially it's got the ozone therapy, red light therapy. We have the foot detox therapy. There's a sauna. Um, and, and what's crazy is a lot of times you don't have to spend an arm and a leg. It's like, I have so many friends that say, well, I just can't afford to do all of that. And you'd be surprised at how a lot of these therapies really aren't that expensive. 
and it's so handy to be able to have a, a place to go so that you have a room that becomes this shut it off mm-hmm. kind of place. It's like it, from a mindset perspective even. That's why even when you talk about studying, you, if you have a place to study, it's easier to remember and to, to score better on your test because it's it sets you in a certain mindset. Yeah, it's the study room. It's the relaxation room. Um, for me, just personally, um, I found that if I go to a specific place with a specific ritual to write, which right over to our, you know, your right and my left is my writing space. Like I know if I go there, I'm going to write. Yeah. And it's so much easier than, than trying to recreate that environment, you know, on the road or at home or in an easy chair with my laptop or something like that. Like I'll try, but it's just not the same. Yeah. Life is fast enough as it is. We need to have places that helps our brain to reset. Okay, so the second time around, you, uh, you, you, he starts having some similar symptoms, or at least I think, some um, that you had from the first go-around. You, you do the workup, and right now, I like it because you're kind of taking the, boast of be- the best of both worlds. Yes. And we're going to be like, hey, we just want to get his body as healthy as possible for an upcoming surgery. We want to take advantage of you know, the electron donation from vitamin C. We want to increase the oxygen capacity using oxygen ozone. We want to use all of the things to balance out his blood tests and getting his minerals and stuff uh, put together. And so he decided to make a journey from the show me state to the gem state. Yes. So walk us through a little bit of the decision to travel, I don't know, 1,500, 1,800 miles to the little railroad town and and how we got that arranged yeah absolutely so when he was diagnosed the second time you were one of the first people that I called I remember because I thought when you said hey we had our group meeting and then you said hey I need to talk to you and I thought oh no she's gonna fire me as a client oh no <laughs> that's what I thought you're like I need to talk to you in private and I'm like oh man I, I what am I gonna do with all of this you know online website classes and everything but that it wasn't what I was expecting at all so you actually felt relieved when I did Well, I wasn't relieved because obviously you're special to me. So I was like, oh, no, like I don't want that to happen. Um, and a little tiny part of me was like, oh, okay. Um, um, she's not, you know, she's not punting me. She's not firing me. It's something that is really significant. And then when you told me about it, you know, immediately my focus was, oh, okay. So let me bring to bear everything that I know so that we have the best possible medical outcome. It's not an either or thing. And this is what I tell people all the time when they're when they're wanting to know what do I do if I've been diagnosed with this type of malignancy. And unfortunately, it kind of goes back to the old roots of politics in medicine where you don't, like a lot of doctors are like, well, we don't combine things. Like, you know, you can't, you, you can't do vitamin treatments with chemotherapy and I know that your husband's case is not chemotherapy but some oncologists and cancer specialists are very open-minded and some are very closed-minded so a lot of it is luck of the draw with the patient's doctor Um, I have a, a, a medical doctor 50 miles away that says hey whatever you can do to balance your body like I'm totally for it I have another one that says if you do anything outside of what I prescribe, then I won't allow you to be a patient. So wow. we, we wanted to look at things. I, I showed you some studies and some, uh, some other things, and then you make the pilgrimage out here and just kind of tell people what your first workup was like, what we do different versus traditional medicine workup. I, I, I'm excited to hear what you're going to say about this. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It is so cool because what I love what you do is you put the blood on a, a microscope and then show us in, where it's on a big screen right next to you, and then you describe what you're seeing. And, and it's really neat because it's instead of it just being tests and a bunch of documents and reports, I mean, this is his blood and his blood cells were on the big screen in front of us and we could see exactly what we were up against and what were some of our options and you walked us through that it was in in his case it was actually encouraging because his blood looked pretty good it did it looked surprisingly good i was i was happy to see that it didn't have some of those common malignancy characteristics yeah which is which is interesting because i've i've never experienced that before um 
it with any other doctor is where they look at your blood and then break it down from what you're seeing in in the bloodstream yeah i wish more doctors did it uh, unfortunately it was there's some politics associated with that evaluation of course it's a research project that we're doing in the office and then we want to be careful miss not to mismanage patient expectations so one of the things that i always do in the workup is to ask people you know what are why would you come to the little railroad town i love asking this question and then what does it mean as we put it together and then what was fascinating is is i always get to tell people look you have your um, you know expectations and and people a lot of times have guarded expectations because they don't want to get hopes up and then have them you know dashed sure of course and and then but i always like to tell people well here's what i think like and uh and we're getting ready. We have one minute to go to the break, so i got to tell one quick story, and then we're going to come back, and we have a, a, another full segment we're going to do. But one of the things I was really excited to share with you on Monday morning is I have another patient that had a really serious, rare condition that was told you need to get all your affairs in order. And she came. We started on the treatments. We started on the peptides, the vitamin C, and we started doing all of that. And she had texted me that morning and said, the doctors are shocked that it's decreased so much. Now she's she's doing a combination therapy just like you, of the best of both worlds, but she said they said this has far exceeded our expectations. And what was fun to hear about that story is she said they told her, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Wonderful. So you guys, America's Healer with Dr. Jason West in studio with Rebecca. We're going to break. We're going to come back. You got to stay with us for the final segment of how to be healthy and what you can do for prevention and co-treatment and a whole bunch of other things. I'll see you guys right after the break. You're listening to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. If you have a question for Dr. West or his guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody, welcome back to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. We are coming at you from a little railroad town in Pocatello, Idaho. I love this little place. It's uh, 107 years ago. My great-grandfather started a clinic and wanted to make a difference for people all over the world. And we had people coming in on the railroad, and then we had people coming in on covered wagons, and then we started to have... Obviously, the world catches up with us, globalization occurs, and now we have people coming from all over. And one of the questions or the statements that that bothers me and why I decided to do a platform like this in a radio show is so many times people would say, I wish I would have found you or a doctor like you before or when I was getting diagnosed or when I was having my treatments and stuff like that. And so we decided to put together this platform we have enormous resources for you available. It's at americashealer.com. And the resources include literally pretty much a summary of every show that we do called Why We Get Sick and What to Do About It. It's an ebook that we have. And we also have a wonderful evaluation that you can go through where I actually have a little video thing I walk you through. Hey, what are you having as far as symptoms and conditions? And we have some options to do some amazing custom formulation for helping us to get everything into a custom formula for you to take, which has all your vitamins and minerals and everything into it. And that evaluation, of course, is for free over on americashealer.com. I am joined in the studio by a friend, business advisor, uh, health expert, and heavy li- healthy living expert uh, Rebecca and Rebecca has written a book and I, I I'm excited if anybody wants more information about old wheat and einkorn and everything tell us the name of your book it's called the theologenic diet what the bible says about diet health and nutrition and you can find it at healthyhomesteadliving.com awesome and I actually have a book I've gone through it and I love the healthy eating component I love all of the philosophy in it and then our paths crossed a little bit to closer level because uh, Rebecca's significant other got diagnosed with cancer eight years ago they went through the treatments it was looking good he reached the five-year mark they're basically saying you know you're in remission we don't need to do the scans quite as often as we were doing before 
and then a secondary diagnosis. And so, Rebecca, the, the, uh, that pathway, and you said some of the news was easier, some of it was harder uh, the second time around. You had more resources. You have your health room or your escape room. Um, luckily, that your, your son is went to college, and you're like, oh, we have this extra room. Let's make it into this you know, health room. Um, you didn't talk about salt, so I wanted you to mention just a little bit about salt because that's always been intriguing to me. And yes. then we're going to come back and, and we're going to uh, talk more about that cancer pathway. But but tell us about salt. Okay. There's actually a whole chapter in my book about salt. <laughs> um, so salt, of course, in the, the health, our health room, we have the Himalayan salt lamps and, and those kind of things. But salt is one of those things that kind of gets a bad rap where a lot of people are like, oh, you know, if you have high blood pressure or things like that, you need to get off the salt. And the reality is it's just what kind of salt that you're you're consuming. At the the traditional table salt that everybody has or that's found in all processed foods is what's causing all the harm. But the reality is we actually need salt. There's so much important minerals and components. It's it's balancing. It's good for the blood. And so, I agree with that. I, as a matter of fact, I think, you know, salt has got a bad rap for a long time. Of course, you can abuse it. And it's just like, you know. Just like anything else. Yeah, natural sugar, you've got to have... Uh, too much synthetic sugar is really problematic, but you know, for a long time they were saying, okay, you know, salt causes too much salt causes high blood pressure and it causes, you know, glaucoma and it's swelling and edema and you shouldn't have salt. And it's kind of like the egg thing, you know, don't eat eggs. Oh, eggs are good for you. Don't eat eggs. It's bad for cholesterol. And so, in, in medicine, we have a tendency to flip decisions every decade or so. And so we have to have salt to run your sodium potassium channel gates on your nerves and make sure your kidneys function and everything else. And yes, you can abuse synthetic iodized salt, but that's not really the salt you're talking about. Right. So what's the salt you're talking about? So I'm talking about Celtic sea salt. Um, occasionally the Himalayan pink salt is also can be substitute if you can't find the Celtic sea salt. But actually, the Celtic sea salt is going to be, or Celtic, I guess, depending on uh, who's pronouncing it. It's like potato, potato. Right. Um, of course, we're in Idaho, so I guess it depends. Potato. It's potato because okay. you're in Idaho. But uh, yeah, so the that is high in minerals. It's balanced just like anything. It's how your body absorbs and uses what you're consuming. So like you said, eggs, you know, eggs, there's a big difference when you break it down molecularly between a store-bought egg from... Um, you know, these caged chickens versus a farm fresh egg. Actually, the cholesterol levels are different. The way that it is absorbed into the body is different. It's the same thing with wheat, the same thing with dairy. So it really is about understanding your ingredients and knowing what it's actually doing in your body. And there's some really nice um, medical effects, not necessarily from ingesting salt, but also being able to breathe salt. Breathing salt, yes. Yeah, so, so tell us about breathing salt. Breathing salt is so powerful. So I ended up investing during COVID with a, in a halogenerator, uh, which essentially is a unit that turns a pharmaceutical grade salt into vapor. So you breathe the salt. So it's kind of similar like when you, one of the reasons we love going on vacation on the beach is because you're breathing that fresh salt air. Mm -hmm. And you always seem to sleep better when you're on vacation at the beach, right? It's kind of like this this incredible um, thing that salt does when you're breathing it. Well, salt is antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. And so it's fantastic when it gets into your lungs. It helps with colds. It helps with allergies. But it's also really interesting on your skin because it helps with things like psoriasis and skin issues or fungal issues. So having this vaporized salt that you breathe and have exposed to your skin is incredibly therapeutic. So it's not taking a, a salt dust or anything like that. and like The vaporizer puts it into basically, I'm assuming, kind of an ionic it's ionic form, uh, yeah. form of salt. And of course, you know, so salt is... You know, if you look at how the English sailors would sail around the world, is they would preserve things by packing them in salt because, you know, obviously bacteria and fungus can't grow mm-hmm. in that region. So when you told me about that, I've just been so incredibly fascinated with that. And a note to myself, I need to get a halo salt generator for my office. It's so amazing. I, so if I say it out loud, <laughs> now I'm going to be someone's going to hold me accountable for that. And I'm like, yep, we are going to get 
a halo salt ion generator because just as you were saying that i'm like i need that it's such a powerful therapy it really is so we um in this pathway we uh, we're getting ready for a uh, a medical procedure where they're going to go in and that and the type of cancer that that he has is not in it's really there there's a surgical option and then there is a radiation option later and so one of the things that i was telling about i'm excited to get his body prepped like if we can have if we can preload his body with a bunch of vitamin c and we can have minerals and we can get you know all these oxygen pathways my expectations of what's going to happen is he's going to heal up in incredible and so i was really excited about that i also was excited to tell people about it's not just uh, you know i don't want to use names for privacy reasons but there's so many people uh, one of them was on our our program on our live cast and our youtube channel so i can use his name of, of mud, mud murdoch that you know had liver cancer and it has spread to his kidneys and they told me he couldn't you know function we've got so many cases where people have used a combination of therapies to get better and this is the other reason for the platform is to remind people that if you can find doctors that don't care who gets the credit because i don't care who gets the credit i just want to help the patient like so if the oncologist says oh we got all this with um, with surgery or with the proton therapy or with the other patient uh, with the chemo great but the outcome is what's so important and there's doctors out there like that on both sides of the aisle there's uh, there's certainly doctors that say some interesting bedside manner things and then there are ones that are true healers and it's so fun to combine forces with with doctors that just want to get people better so rebecca in this process um and and maybe if it's too personal then then tell me but when i've interviewed a lot of people over the last 23 years and whether it's you know significant autoimmune which can be terminal and cancer that can be terminal sometimes people recognize a a blessing in the pathway or with the diagnosis either that helps mend relationships or helps them to get to know themselves and and it's not i'm not going to say it's a blessing that your significant other has cancer but is there something that if someone is in this pathway or they have a loved one either a spouse a parent a child that is you know having a pending diagnosis or has had the diagnosis whether they're across the street or across the country what would you tell them yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's there's a couple things. One is yes, even through this, it's been anything that we're we're faced with a challenge and, and a crisis. There's always blessings that are associated with it. I mean, we can be introspective and self-absorbed and look at it as oh, this is happening to me, or we can look at it from an approach of this is something I'm facing, but it's a challenge that's going to give me a new perspective. And when we are faced with challenges, it helps us to help others who are also going through similar, because if you've never been through it, you can't fully, it's never the same for everybody, but you have a different perspective that other people who have not been through it have. And the second thing is, when you go through crisis, it is the, one of the best times to see the true beauty of humanity. Um, <clears throat> I've seen some amazing things, people that I, I never would have expected who have come forward and offered help in ways that I, I, I'm still, it brings me to tears. Because, and, and to be humble enough to accept help from people who want to help, but also to just recognize that people really are good and they want to help and they want what's best for other people and that we tend to live in our bubbles and we tend to forget that. So that would be my, my two things that I would say to that is just recognize that there's always blessings and that people are amazing. Yes, uh, so Rebecca, that's like one of the best statements that I've heard, I think, because one of the things that is so good for everyone is recognizing like it's not just you fighting the battle right it's not just your husband and also it's fascinating um, what happens when again people step up and they want to help and and there's some relationship 
cohesion and stuff that that occurs my my mom's really really not doing very well right now and part of it is age and and the fact that she's been a widow for a long time and and she's kind of said you know I'm I've lived a really good life yeah and one of the things that I've seen in my family I'm one of six siblings is this uh, opportunity for us to to have closer relationships than we've had in a long time with my mom being the common denominator and of course with that it's it's again I don't wish this diagnosis or experience on anyone absolutely but I also recognize that I've had people that have been on death's door that have come back and later on say that's the best thing that happened to me Mm -hmm. that's the best thing best opportunity or experience um, and of course, not everybody says that. It, part of it is the pathway, and part of it is the journey. And so, with the time that we have left, which my producer just said we have a couple minutes left, if someone's listening, if, there, if there's, I know you told the lesson, but what would you advise them or suggest to them as a introduced medical researcher so what i mean by that is no one is a medical researcher or or i shouldn't say no one but people became significant advocates for themselves and their loved ones when they have a diagnosis for this is there any advice or suggestions that you would give to someone of how to be a medical researcher for a condition that they've been diagnosed with or their loved one's been diagnosed with Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it's really, it can really quickly get overwhelming because there's so much information out there and a lot of the information is contradictory. So I would say if you're wanting to research whatever's going on for you or your loved one is go to credi- credible sources. Go to sources that, it, it, I mean, it, nothing against social media, but social media is not always correct. And we have so many different things that people will will put out there that can confuse us even more. And and that creates an even bigger stress because when we talked about stress as a lack of control and confusion, and when you're confused and frustrated and overwhelmed, that's when then you get that downward spiral. So you guys, this has been the America's Healer radio program with Dr. Jason West. I've been delighted to share this hour with my guest, Rebecca, who has been through so many things as far as a you know business that's how we connected and then with her husband's initial diagnosis and then the secondary diagnosis and turning in to a medical researcher a health advocate getting her own health room with the halo side the salt and everything if you need more information pick us up on americashealer.com we have a free ebook over there this has been our program for the for the day. I'm so excited for to to share with you guys new programs and information every Friday at one o'clock. And for replays, you can pick us up syndicated on the different platforms, and of course our link at our website and at americashealer.com. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. America's healer, Dr. Jason West, will be back next week to share more of his expertise. So don't miss it. Until then, have a great week.